American Con Report, Oticon 2015. Hey guys, it's Zan saying what's up. Yes, I am back, I'm rested, and I'm relaxed, and this is another Spirekin Con Review. Brought to you by www.spirekin.com, some podcasts and vain reviews about connected narratives. Every so often, instead of doing a manga review, a game review, a movie review, we go to conventions and we check them out, see how it is, see how awesome it is, and we get to talk about it. And this is one of my favorite cons to talk about because it's one of my favorite ones to attend. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that 21-year-old convention, Otakon. Now, for those of you who don't know, Otakon, a convention which celebrates Japanese culture. It focuses on anime, manga, cosplay, traveling to Japan, and having lots of great anime guests. I consider it one of the meccas of the Anna Twitter convention scene. I mean, Anime Expo is the big show. That is the San Diego Comic-Con of the cons in the United States. However, Otakon is probably the Woodstock of conventions. It's very fun. It's very chilled, very relaxed, and there's a lot going on. Now, sadly, I feel kind of bad because this is the second to last year before they make their big move to Baltimore because the last couple of years... They've been in the Baltimore Convention Center, and they're going to Washington, D.C. from here. I know I just said I just made that mistake, but whatever. So for the most part, they're going to Washington, D.C. And it was fun to go to Baltimore. I mean, for those of you who don't know, Baltimore is a very Jekyll and Hyde city. Half the city is very nice. The other half is not that great. But it was not a bad time this year. The weather was amazing, and it was a great trip. And this convention happened July 24th to 26th of 2015. And their attendance was pretty good this year. It was about 27,000, roughly. It was 26,877, but we're not counting. And they actually capped it this year, so they can only have 35,000 attendees, and they didn't reach that goal. But hopefully next year, 2016, they do a lot better. But this was a big year because you had a lot of guests. I mean, you had some returning like Masao Moriyama, but you had some newbies coming in too. I mean, Laura Bailey was there. Sandy Fox was there. Yochiro Hayashi was there. Yushiaki Izawa, Seiji Kishi, Toru Kubo, Shizuka Kurosaki, Toshiyuki Nagano, Romi Park, Chris Sabat, Takamatsu Sakurai, Sean Schmel, Shinji Takamatsu, Keiji Tang, J. Michael Tanum, or Tatum, Toroyuki Toronaga, Shuko Yokohama, and of course, for musical guests, they had to have Drift Kings again, because Drift Kings are amazing. And they also had Oris Ska Band, which, well, they're actually really cool. I'm I'm kind of 50-50 with Ska, but it was pretty good show. Now, I was there from Friday to Sunday. I didn't go Thursday for the Matsui beforehand, because, well, traffic and work and other things. I was also training, so had to be kind of... Busy, busy, busy. But this was a fun con. There was a lot going on. So I'm going to break this down like I usually do. going to go by the days, what happened. And I'll tell you about some of the cosplays and some of the other crazy things which happened. So first day, show up there Friday. I'm ready to go. It's pretty packed. There's a lot going on. Get my press pass. And I go to my first event, which is the Vertical Press industry panel and you guys all know i love vertical link i think they're a great publisher they have some of the best selection of manga out there for adults and for kids and it's just a very elegant publisher 
and they released some great stuff that's coming out and that have come out. I mean, you know I love Blackjack. They released Blackjack. They released Utsuboro. And the new stuff that is coming out, they have. They have Fuku Fuku coming out. They have When the Gods Cry. And they have, the other title is the final volume of Mobile Suit Gundam. And we are psyched for that because Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin has been amazing. I love it so much because it is just really well done. And the hardcover aspects are very cool. You know, we loved when we reviewed the original manga, but it's gotten so much better. And it has such a great quality to it. And it's such attention to detail. No, I got to stop kind of blowing vertical right now. I got to calm down, relax. Ed was there. He was chilled out. He was dressed very relaxed. I mean, he looked kind of just like, what the hell are you doing? Are you sleeping today? Because he was wearing just his football, meaning a soccer jersey. And he was just talking about football and having a good time. Very chilled. From there, walked around, saw some of the great cosplayers. I was with my friend Matt, and he's a cosplayer for Hawkeye from the Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, and every other Marvel movie out there. And he does a pretty damn good job. Uh, I got some pictures I'm going to post on the website and on our Flickr of him cosplaying with a cool Black Widow and a couple other cosplayers with him, including one with him with an awesome Matt Murdock from the Netflix series. It looks badass. But the standouts for Friday really was I saw a Rocketeer. A guy dressed up as the Rocketeer from the movie The Rocketeer. He had the black boots, the beige pants, he had the leather jacket, he had the helmet, and the rocket pack. And he looked so awesome. His attention to each sale was amazing. The only other highlight was actually a weird thing that I saw. Which was that I'm walking around before one of the panels I had, because after Vertical Link, I didn't go to much until later in the day. I went to the dealer's room, obviously. I saw a couple of DDs, which I was kind of cool, because Batman Beyond, granddaughters of Harley Quinn, pretty cool. But the big thing was, I'm walking around, I see a guy dressed up as Harlock. Space Captain Harlock from Leiji Matsumoto's multiverse, and this guy looks amazing. And while he wasn't the right skin tone, I don't judge because, hey, I'm a Hispanic guy who dresses up as a lot of white characters, so whatever. But he looked so cool. And he looked badass, really paid attention to the detail, and he looked like he was going to kick some ass. So I see this Harlock, I give him props, take his picture, you're the best, you're the only Harlock I've seen in a long time. I turn around and go into another room, what do I see? I see another Harlock. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And this guy looked just as good. This guy had the hair right, though. The other guy looked badass, but this guy had the Harlock hair right. And they both looked really cool. I would have loved to have gotten a picture of both Harlocks together. Maybe next year. Maybe at one of the other cons. But that was just one of the most amazing things I've seen in a long time. So, from here, went to... Actually, the my favorite panel, which was Mike Tool's Worst Anime of All Time. Now, if you've not gone to a Mike Tool panel, I highly recommend it because it is funny, it is disturbing, you will learn a lot, and you will see things which will make you cringe, make you curse, and you'll be so fascinated by it, you will want to know more about it. That's where I learned about such series as Frankenstein and, and of course, gotta love Dracula Sovereign of the Damned. 
And this year, he did not disappoint. There were some of the worst and amazing stuff you'd ever imagine. And I didn't write down any of them. I was just awed at how terrible they were. And I would just say, go for it. Go for it and check it out. Now, the other panel I saw on Friday was... Bwah! Maximum Manly Mega Manga! All Senin Manga. And for those of you who know, Spyrokin was originally a just a manga podcast. So you know that I like manga. And this was well done. It was engaging. It was intriguing. And there were so many titles that I love that they talked about. I had a lot of fun with it. I was going to record it, but I think that Caitlin, Caitlin McNabb, who ran it, would have been a little pissed off at that. So I just give the shout out. If you have a chance, check out Caitlin McNabb's panels. It's worth it. And it is a lot of fun. Now, next day, Saturday, went home, relaxed, did some other stuff, which is not con-related, of course. Saturday was the big day. It was packed as all fuck. So, I cosplayed. Yes, I cosplayed. I said, you know what? I don't usually do that as much, but I'm going to cosplay today. And I cosplayed as Sora from No Game No Life. I met up with a friend of mine who she was dressed up as Shiro from No Game No Life. So we were walking around, having a blast, checking out the dealer's room. There were some very good deals. You had a lot of great things from Discotech. Of course, Vertical Link, great. Kodansha, great. Fizz, great. I found a weird little booth that had this really cool, well, they were doing leather work. And I gotta say, I usually don't buy leather stuff, but they had a cool leather wallet. Had to pick it up. And I mean a leather wallet like the old school medieval leather wallet, so it's like it's a pouch. I'll probably use it to hold my dice for when I play RPGs again in the future, maybe. But it is pretty cool. It was blue, it looked awesome, I had to grab it. I digress, though. So, walking around, there. the worst, the only bad thing, though, before I forget, the only bad thing about dressing up as Sora was I was walking around and I saw a group cosplaying as all the members from Death Parade. I was so pissed off. I was like, damn it, if I had known I would have dressed up as Deckham and I could have hung out with you guys. Because, I mean, they had a Genji. I never see a Genji cosplayer. I usually see Nonan, I see Chiyuki, and I see Deckham all the time, but not a, a Genji. And they had him. I was so pissed off at that. But, you know, we live and learn. We live and learn. So... You know, the other major cosplayers that walk around the room you had, of course, someone dressed up as Deku or Skull Kid from Majora's Mask and looked really good and had the voice of the <laughs> the creepy laugh in the mask, so it looked really cool. You had, of course, Otakon Simulator Guy, and this year he had something different. He had the 2015 pack, but then underneath he had 2014, 75% off. Nice little touch there. You had a lot of people dressed up from Kuroku no Basket. And yes, I know someone's going to bitch at me about me pronouncing it wrong, but whatever. You had a Diglett walking around, and then the best thing of all, you had the captain of the Yamato. Yes, he was dressed up, and he looked amazing. And I just saw him when I was, Hashin! <laughs> I think he definitely, because he was an older guy who had the real beard, he gets the award for best cosplay right now i think because for male cosplayer because the female cosplayer definitely goes to this girl who went all out because she was dressed up as nebula from guardians of the galaxy from the marvel movie not the comic 
And why is this awesome? Because she shaved her head completely. She had the costume perfect, the face makeup perfect, and she shaved her head. She committed 100%. So I cannot say that she does not deserve it because, like I said, she committed. You do that and you commit. So from there, let's go on to some of the panels we had now. The first panel I went to was Kodansha's comic industry panel. Lots on Attack on Titan. Lots on some of their new audiobooks and lots on what's going on with them. A lot of fun in Kodansha. Worth it. The one I had the most fun at was a unique one which was run by Ink and Vinny from All Geeks Considered. I'm talking about Otaku is Alive with the Sound of Anime. This was a panel that was talking about music and anime. And not background music, but how they portray music, how they show music. For example, showing how in one scene you see the emotions of a character as they're playing the music how they focus on the sounds how they focus on the style of it i mean the perfect example is from rolling girls in the episode when at the end of they have the concert at the end of things episode eight and you have the electric coda <laughs> and it was just really refreshing it was something different it was unique and there were some series i'd never thought of seeing there's something i wanted to recommend that they didn't show but it was a pretty sweet panel the only bad thing the only bad thing is i had to leave the panel early because we were running our 20 manga recommendations for grown-ups yes me and matt ran that and as usual knocked the house down because we always have something unique and different and this year we had a new title something that was very different called seki Sekon life for those of you who don't know, it is a series which I wanted to review, but it doesn't come up on the Wheel of Manga. And this was a story about a guy who has six months to live and he has to avenge his daughter's death before she the statute of limitations ends. And that statute is in six months, so he's got a ticking clock. If you don't have a chance to see Twain Manga Recommendations for Grown Ups, check it out. It's totally worth it. Now, the other one I went to this day was there was a panel about manga written after the flood, the catastrophe which happened three years ago at Fukushima. And it's very fascinating. It was a really engaging title. It's a great panel, knowledge-wise. Now, presenter-wise, not so much. And it's no fault to the presenter, because the presenter obviously... English is a second or third language for her, and she was reading the paper verbatim. Now, while her accent wasn't bad speaking in English, she was reading it straight from the paper. No inflection, no tone, so it was very monotonous and slightly dry. Well, pretty dry. And I gotta say, I would have loved to have said it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, but sadly, it let me down. It really did. It was... Kind of a snooze fest. There were some great titles, don't get me wrong, but it was. But I can't fault. I can't fault her because she was going out there. She presented and she did a great job. I just wish that just it came across better. Even if she had a translator translating and was just a little more animated, or she was a little more animated instead of just reading straight from the paper, it would have made it a lot different. Because I've seen other uh, non. English speaking presenters and they're animated that just you get that energy this was not that much this was very academic so I can, and I shouldn't bitch about academic stuff because I've done academic stuff but 
either way. From there, walked around with Dai... The next panel I went to was Thy Name is Woman, exploring the horrors of female ghosts in Japan. And this was about horror characters like Sadako from Ringu and Kayoko from Juun. And this was focusing on how female horror characters are a little more unsettling than male horror characters. Very interesting. Unusual, but interesting. Kind of voyeuristic a little bit. See so, you now. From there, just look at my notes. Then we had E! Horror Manga of the 20th Century. This panel was another one by Caitlin McCab. And it was pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. And now you're probably wondering, why would I say pretty good instead of great? Well, because their selection wasn't as good as ours. Because afterwards we had our panel, which was from under the bed horror and anime and manga. And that was a truly amazing panel. Because it's horror, it's shocking, it's scary. And also seeing all the people get mad at me because I was showing them school life. And they were like, what the fuck is this? Why are you showing us a super cute anime and a horror panel? The, the, the fallout from that was amazing. You gotta love it. Huh. But it was fun. It was great. And we had a lot of fun with that. That was the really fun panel, I think. And the panel beforehand was not that bad. It was horror manga, but just their selection was not as diverse as ours was. That's not me tooting my horn. But anyway. So, while waiting in between the panels, I did see some other cosplayers going around. And... There were some, like an adult, girl dressed up as an adult Chucky, which looked really good. You had the majority of the Roroni Kenshin cast. No Saito. They had Megumi, uh, Sas, um, Sano, Kenshin, um, the kid from, who was uh, the one kid who's, not Yakiko, the other kid who is the assistant of... Uh, Ah, shit. The villain from the Kyoto arc. Brain does not work right now. And you had Masao. They looked great. They looked amazing. And I was very happy with them. They still didn't beat the captain of the Yamato. He's still amazing. We did have a Freddie Mercury, though. And he looked great. You had Peaches. You had a bunch of Gundam guys. You had the guy dressed up as Prince Adam singing, Hey, hey, hey what's going on? You had Tally. You had a bunch of Star Wars characters. You had the characters from Chrono Trigger walking around. They were pretty cool. You had the Mazinger family. That was pretty sweet. You had Space Dandy. You had the Player One guy. And you had a lot of Waldos. Now, Sunday. Very chill day. Relaxed. Pretty busy, busy but not that bad. For the most part, it was just walking out and chilling out day. The one panel I saw was the great ugly manga. And that's manga which is drawn horribly. That was with Carl from Uguay Manix blog and Ed Chavez. And it looked at some of the more entertaining and ugly series out there. But overall, this is a pretty kick-ass panel, I gotta say. And, you know, just have a chance. Like I said, it's another thing. Like I said, Mike Tool you have to check out. Charles Dunbar you have to check out. And if you see a panel by Ed Chavez, definitely go check it out. Even if it's just the vertical press panel, it's totally worth it. 
Now, like I said, besides Sunday, for the most part, just walking around, checking things out, like all the unique people who were cosplaying that day. And now the big cosplay for Sunday was I saw a Lum cosplayer with an Ataru. Sailor Pluto, I saw the Bob Burger family, which was very interesting. Creepy, but interesting. You had uh, stocking without panties, which kind of happy about because I'm more a fan of stocking than panties. You had a death. Yes, my plan of finding a death at every single con has been good so far. I found another one. And she was pretty cool. She was very nice. She looked really good. She didn't want to go too far. Saw some Rocky Horror cosplayers. A little out of place, but like I said, seeing Columbia is kind of cool. No Frank, though. No Frank in further. Oh, well. Now, the weird thing was there was one cosplay which I haven't brought up, which is shown all over the place, and it was from the new Jurassic World movie. It was a cosplay of the guy with the two martinis walking around, running away from the pterodactyl, and they were all over the place. There was a bunch of these guys walking around. The one that was most notable was he was had two martinis, right clothing, and he had a pterodactyl on his backpack. So it was kind of cool, but also kind of, what the hell? Why is this here? Just, you know... One of those weird things like when they had left shark cosplayers and all that other weird stuff. You know, it's just a weird niche thing. I'm trying to think of what else was there. There was a cool Iron Man. There was a lot of cat cosplayers. There was actually a very cool version of the Dark Knight Returns Joker with the Batarang in his eye. That was pretty chill and cool. Wearing all right. There was another... Lilu from Fifth Element. She was okay. Not as good as the last one from last year, but pretty good. And then lastly, there was a bunch of Marvel cosplayers walking around. Like I said, there was a meetup where they had a lot of them from the Spider-Man, Silk, Tony, two different Tonys, Cap, Matt Murdock, not Daredevil. And that was... Oops. Sorry about that. That was pretty much it. There weren't any other real super cosplayers this year, so. Overall, this year was a nice year to go around. As I was talking to a lot of the attendees, they thought it was fun, it was hip, it was cool. They had a lot of good times with it. Some felt that it wasn't as animated as the year with Yoko Kano, but that was because that was the 20th anniversary, and this year was the 21st anniversary, so it's not as monumentous. But it was still a good year in my opinion. Now, pros were there was a lot going on. The walking around wasn't too bad, but then again, I had a press pass. And there were some great dealers, and there was just some great things to see. Now, one of the issues I've had is being addressed as the line con issue, where if you had to wait for your badge, you had to wait up to two hours for it. So, it is what it is. And the... I don't know. I just it's a very unique and interesting situation with cons where it's like you try to find the the worst parts about it and I wanna say I loved it all. And I I mean I did. I really did love it. There was so much going on. I was seeing a lot of friends, doing a lot of stuff. The only thing I would say is that was really an issue was there was a bit of a on Saturday there was some weird con funk going on. Just walking around. I don't know if people are not following the 251 rule, but you gotta follow that if you go to a convention, you know. Two meals, five hours of sleep, one bath. You gotta follow that. 
but I would recommend it. There were some panels that were really, really packed, but the control was a little bit easier this year. They were on their game. There was no issues. I'm really, it's really hard to think of it. It's only been a week, but still, just kind of difficult. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'll when I go next year, I'll go back to this one, listen to it, and see what I think is different. I hope that next year, with it being the last year, is a big throw. I hope that there's better attendees. I hope that there's a, a much crazier atmosphere. There was nothing crazy like the guys walking around with the Be a Man uh, song playing. But I want to see something crazy like that. Some sort of flash mobby situation, maybe. I don't know, people dancing around or people doing the Harlem Shake. I don't know, something. Something that would just bring it to awesomeness to go out with a bang. I do know that the pricks who fucked up the uh, water fountain, I think they're going to be deal- dealt with by next year. I mean, like, say they're going to tear down the thing, but they haven't done it yet. I mean, it gives us a bad name when you have people mess up the water fountain. That's a public water fountain that people, that bumps piss in, but, oh well. I don't know. Overall, this is definitely a go-to con. It hasn't diminished in value, and it's still entertaining and intriguing. If you have a chance, go to it next year. Have a chance. Enjoy it. Now, ah, forgot. The concerts. Now... Went to the two concerts, and what can I say? Well, actually, I only went to one of the concerts because there was a conflict with my panel. But I did hear a lot of good things about DraftKings, and I've seen them at other cons. They are a great show. I mean, called DraftKings, and it's an all-female band, so it's kind of cool there. Or Ska Band. They're just... Well, no, they're not as good as Jam Project, because Jam Project show is 100 times better. But they were entertaining, they were engaging, it was fun. Out of all the groups I've been to, I would rate them number three, because it would still be Jam Project, Fake, and then them. I still think number one would have been Porno Graffiti if I had gone to them or Larkin CL, but... Oh. Maybe next year. I mean, this year's still not over yet, because we still have... Well, no... There's no other cons I'm really going to. I mean, there's New York Comic Con, but that's it. I don't know. But for this year, as of rating so far, where it's going to go, this is probably... I'm going to say this is tied for second right now. It's second right now because Boston's number one right now and tied for second with this. And then we'll see about the other one. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. But it's still enjoyable. Still worth it. Definitely check it out. Now, I have a couple of interviews. I'm probably integrating them later on. Because there were some interesting conversations that were had. We'll see how it goes. Let me know what you think. Remember, guys, you can check out any of our earlier episodes and other reports at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. I am at zan at spirekin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Stitcher, and all those other lovely websites. Stay tuned for upcoming review of some great manga movies, and hope you guys have a great day. Catch you guys next time. I am gone, Phil. See you guys.